welcome to Waffling in Wonderland. <laughs> and remember, if you are following us on um, our podcast, that we do have a YouTube channel. So do come over and put our voices to a face and subscribe and get all that goodness over here too, as we do have added elements um, on our YouTube. Um, so it's great visuals, not just us waffling. <laughs> Yeah, for example, um, our Facebook family decided on this week's topic because we did a poll and there were quite a lot of votes for food. So this mm-hmm. week is all about food. So please remember that there is always a crystal of the week and a meditation to complete the session so that you feel lovely and wholesome and relaxed yeah. and chilled. So get all the goodness, all the vibes. <laughs> The vibes. Oh, the vibes. <laughs> what are we doing? I love it. I love it. See, this is why you need to be wa- Yeah, this is why you need to be watching us on YouTube because <laughs> you can see all this fun and wonderfulness. <laughs> I like uh, to say ridiculousness. Is yeah, that a word? I like I it. I just made it up. Well, if not, it's, it is now. It's a word now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love so, doing so that. like. We've kept this sort of free and we have ideas about food, but Mm. we just want to note that food can be a very personal subject. And I know there are people out there struggling with food um, at the moment, or they might have loved ones that, you know, really um, Mm. affect their mental health and food and their relationship with food. So um, just bear that in mind. We're we're not going to be touching on that today, but we really recommend um, mind.org.uk as a charity to really support you with any Mm -hmm. um, food-related traumas or um, uh, uh, ailments. So um, there's also one called Beating Eat Disorders, org.uk and that's another charity that you can go to so whether it's you yourself or a loved one um they are there to support you so uh, it's really important that you Mm. feel supported and heard and listened to and um yeah so we just want to note that before we start this uh this subject so we hope you enjoy this Mm -hmm. this ramble (laughs) yeah ramble and waffle (laughs) yeah exactly exactly where so, do we start, Sophie? I know, I know. <laughs> well, yeah, because we, yeah, we really want to touch upon like funny quirks that we have with food, our guilty pleasures that we have with food, and just general like relationships with food. Um, as we both got our things with that, so. <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, no, we had uh, a conversation. Funny enough, when we were filming, what was it, episode two? We it was for, was it body contentment, wasn't it? Was that episode? Oh, that was episode. Three. Episode three. Number three. See, so, yeah, this is why I need her. Okay. We're on six now. I know we're on six. Six. And people were and saying I also there's want a to know, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to note, as soon as we jumped on the Zoom together, I was like, we're matching. So our tops are matching today. We've gone... Sailor, yeah. sailor girl type. I, I'd rather not think it's it's French. We're we're embracing. Oh yeah, you know, and we're talking about. Well, I'll food. be mentioning about the French later on today. Actually, Don't, oh, I love I it. Mean... Welcome to the wonderland. <laughs> yes, I love this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it when things click together. It's amazing. We're always on the same mm-hmm. level. It's crazy, but wonderful at the same time. I know. 
like Amazing. about what time we're starting today. I put yeah. it in a voice memo and before she's even finished listening to the voice memo, she says it in a text yeah. and we're like, what? We do it a lot. Anyway. We do it a lot. We are very... Mm. Yeah, mm, it's good. Mm, I like mm, it. It's pretty special. Yeah. Anyway, we're waffling. Yeah, we're waffling. So back on the... <laughs> what are we talking about today? Oh, food. <laughs> yeah. So, no, you were saying about body confidence, my that darling. That was it, yes. So whilst we were, oh, like, recording that episode, we ended up having a real waffle, so we had to, like, bring it back, which is why this particular conversation isn't featured, because that actually ignited our inspiration to be like... We should do a food episode. This shouldn't be in this episode. We need to say this in this episode. So here we are saying it. Um, we ended up having a really funny conversation about eggs. And um, particularly for me, it's, it's how you make the egg. But I'd love for you to now fully get us the story that we took out of episode three so we could bring it to everybody now. Yeah, egg. I mean, you love it or you hate it, I think. But yeah. I, but I actually like it but hate it at the same time, if that's yeah. possible. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the my same cakes thing. and my patisseries. Yeah, because it's inside that. But you, how are you then with an omelette? <gasps> you can't do an omelette. No, really? no, no. No, can't oh, no, do an omelette. What about omelet. you? Can you do an omelette? Yeah. You love an omelette. Oh, yeah. So oh, we, yeah. Both, <laughs> we both have a thing about egg, but they're very different things, and that's what we realised in episode three. Yeah. So my egg thing relates to childhood. So my grandmother made me a full English breakfast, and I didn't want to eat the scrambled egg. So ever since then, she, well, I sat there for two hours oh, with you. cold scrambled egg, and she was like, you have to eat it, otherwise you won't leave the table. So... Yeah. I was eating cold scrambled egg, but I think that turned into my thing about egg. But then mm. I'm not sure because I was always the kid at the party that, you know, you have jelly and ice cream or jello and ice cream. And um, I really disliked jelly and everyone thought I was really weird because I didn't like jelly. But it's the texture. Maybe and I find the same the with like mushrooms as well. It's kind of that rubbery kind of jello type oh. texture so with like egg it's the egg white that freaks me out but i can have the yolk because i know our mutual friend i've been around our house and she's got fresh fresh eggs every mm. day because she's got chickens and ducks i haven't been able and, to try um, any of that yet because i've been in the country but <laughs> when i am i'm coming <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> <you> know yes <laughs> i'm coming with you yeah so, yeah we're we'll to go yeah. together <laughs> we're coming around to eat your eggs <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so strange. <laughs> <laughs> so the way I have my egg is like I have the runny egg yolk, but I can't have the egg white. Oh. And my friend whose whose chicken egg it was, she said you are just so weird. And I'm like, I just Why? it's the it's all about the texture. And I think that goes to I don't know, that's why I think I'm dyspraxic, because if you've got dyspraxia, you have a thing about texture, and it's the same with clothes. So it's just, anyway. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So people call me fussy, but it's actually, a, a, like, I get repulsive kind of, ugh. Anyway, what about you? What's your egg that's thing? That's why I've so? also got a weird thing about textures, mm. because I'm with the egg thing, I have to have it solid. So I'm okay with um, scrambled eggs, um, because obviously that's mm. technically solid. 
And then with a fried egg, yeah, I have to have it like burnt to a crisp. <laughs> <laughs> for it to be solid all the way through. And then I'm like, mmm, lovely. But I'm... So solid as in even the, even the rubbery, textury thing. Like, you're okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm actually okay with so rubber. It's the runny yolk. Like, yeah, I'm okay with stuff, so... that kind of texture. <laughs> it's sloppy texture. Yes. Okay. So that then so... goes into my baked beans thing of the sogginess. I could not allow baked beans what? on the same plate as everything else. I used to have it in a... I remember any time we went to a restaurant and I had like burger chips and beans or something, like when I was younger. And mm. that my mum would have to say, would you mind putting the baked beans on a separate bowl? Because she likes them. She just doesn't like them touching. Like my poor mum. <laughs> I can understand that. I can. But some people so think that's crazy. you can't have crazy. beans on toast then? No, I love beans on toast now. Now I'm okay because it's toasted. So uh, technically, it's like hard. Do you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's not like I know it's yeah, soggy, you, well, you but can it's do, different soggy. You can do it, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's soggy, but it's crisp. Yeah. You just need that crisp texture, I think. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm good. I'm good with beans, cheese on toast. Ah, uh, with brown sauce. Mm. Mm. I've tried it with marmite. No. <laughs> so I have no. marmite on toast with butter and then I have beans on top and then cheese. That sounds insane. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's a lot of flavours. Like, I like my flavours, but that's a lot of flavours. I don't know if I could get my head around that. Let us it's know in the really comments. Good. <laughs> yeah. What's yours? Have Do I gone sh- mad or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or has someone else done it too? Yeah, I'd love um, to know that actually. Yeah, I'd love to know that. Oh, yeah. Um, mutual friend, if you're watching, when we mm-hmm. come for breakfast, Sophie can have my whites and I'll have the runny yolk. That's yeah, that how would we work. That's how we vibe. You need to meet somebody in your life who can have the things that you don't like and then yeah. you kind of work together. Like from that film, Two Weeks Notice, when Sandra Bullock and, um, is it, what's his face? Hugh Grant. And they swap their dinner. Like, they've got this weird, like, beetroot and something. It's like a cage of something on top of their salad. And they're, like, swapping (laughs) between each other. She doesn't like beetroot and he gives... He takes the beetroot and she takes his weird little caramelised cage thing. They're, like, without speaking. Without speaking. I can't say I've seen that. They just do it. They just go boom, 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 and they just carry on eating. And it's just like, oh, oh. But that was the, Yeah. yeah, the moment of... They're meant well, there, to be in sync. There are people yeah. like Joey from Friends who don't want other people touching their plate at all. Oh. I know people like that, like Joey doesn't share. Well, actually, saying that, that's really interesting because I used to be a bit like that. Um, I didn't like sharing my food with anyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. But it's actually something <laughs> <laughs> it's actually something I've started to change about myself though, because I'm quite an open and, and caring person, so it's really interesting for me to have recognised that, oh, yeah, I'll help you get to work, but you can't eat my pizza. Like, <laughs> like that's quite <laughs> interesting, isn't it? Like, I, I can be really open and helpful, but when it, comes, when it came to my food, I was like, mm-mm, what are you doing? Then, no, 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 mm. you wanted chips, you should have got chips. Like... <laughs> 
Well, if you think about it, you don't want anyone just grabbing your food because I know I've had people grabbing my chips and I'm like, I haven't offered that to you. And I also think, you know, where have your hands been? Have you washed your hands? Yeah. It's like going into the peanut bowl at the bar in a pub. Yeah. And apparently there's like the same amount of bacteria in the peanut bowl than there is in a urinal. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there we go. It's the bacteria thing as well. And it's kind of like, ugh. I, and it could also be, you know, goes way back and, and it's boundaries. You know, you've got clear boundaries. I don't want you having, my, this is my food. I paid for it. And yeah. it makes me happy. Yeah. Again, probably just. No, that's a good point, actually. You were telling me about uh, this mm. thing with pomegranates the other day. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I feel like when I'm talking about it, I'm like, I really want to like scratch my eyeballs out because <laughs> that's what it does to me, this phobia. But um, I know I'm not alone in it, though. It's um, it's called trypophobia. And it's actually a fear of clusters of small holes or bumps and patterns. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I'm really weird, weirded out by it. So actually, yeah, certain foods are, I'm kind of heightened to because of that. So yeah, pomegranates is one of them. And I love pomegranate juice. I love eating pomegranates, especially the ones that Marcelo's mum gets from Albania. They're like nothing I've ever tasted before <laughs> in my life. So, but yeah, Ooh. the thing with me is, is that cutting into pomegranate and seeing all of those all of the horror. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm struggling to say it because I'm, no, I'm starting to twitch over here. I get it. It's that sort of hair standing up on end. It makes me shiver. Like, mm. yeah, yeah. Well, apparently that's yeah. psychologically to do with bacteria. So if we see all these little mm. holes in something, that means like it's maybe gone off or there's fungus on there. So we have, like, our eyes to see if there's danger with food and, like, check the colour and the texture of things. So psychologists said that it goes back to that. Like, it's it doesn't look healthy for you. And then there's also, like, your sense of smell and taste. So if you smell something that's gone off, like your milk's gone off, that's, you know, it's a good sense to have with food. Gives you the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, so oh. maybe it's to do with that. It's a predatory thing. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, it's a my primal ancestors. instinct. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Primal. That's what I meant. Not predator, predatory. Primal. Yeah, primal. Yeah, I didn't mean that. What with the pomegranate? With your pomegranate, what am I going to do? A pom- <laughs> pomegranate predatory. You could make a rap about that, Sophie. I reckon. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Predatory so yeah, well, from going from. Yeah, predatory pomegranate. Well, so going from um, <laughs> things that make make our skin crawl <laughs> with food to all the things that we love about our food. Like for me, for instance, I absolutely love Indian cuisine. Absolutely adore it. Really adore it. And it is something for me that um, I don't get out here in Greece. Mm. They don't. Well, they may have it on the mainland, but I'm not there. So I'm on an <laughs> island and they don't have it here. So... It's, I don't think I've had an Indian takeaway in about a year. Mm. And it's crazy to think that it's been that long and I haven't had all that spices and richness and goodness of whatever you like. I'm a ch- chicken tikka masala kind of girl with tikka chicken. 
Me too. And I'm shwari nam. Aye. Oh. I love a chicken tikka masala. What are you for sides? Do you do the sides? Sides. Like, do you have a samosa? Do you have an onion bhaji? Do you have your poppadoms? I, I like I like the basic salads. Oh, you like the salad? It comes. You I like how they prepare the lettuce. And you like the salad. That's just. Well, they I don't always know what, have this sort of to that. the lettuce that. Is, <laughs> way the lettuce is prepared I do like it when I go like oh. to a Thai restaurant and the vegetables are cut into flowers and stuff I appreciate that oh, and I, I like the shredded lettuce oh, okay. and, and the shredded lettuce cool, with yeah. all the lemon juice and then the basic salad mm. but no yeah an onion bhaji is good and I do mm -hmm. like a pilau rice and a naan oh. bread what naan bread would you oh, go for? What I was just about to ask you that. What naan bread? See, I'm getting really excited. This is how long it's been. I'm like, yes, let's talk about it. If I can't eat it, I'm going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> My stomach's um, going, actually. I'm I know. Like, it's apologies mm. for everybody. Yeah, everyone's going to be like, they want to eat everything right now. Pomegranates. <laughs> everyone's shopping lists after this is going to be mental. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and do you have the poppadoms with chutneys and things? Yes, I love that. Mm. I'm a mango chutney kind. But yes. there's one that's got some, there's a, that I like that, yeah, mango. But there's one that's like a lime and it's spicy. Lime pickle. It's bitter, it is isn't it? really nice. Yeah. yeah. A lime pickle. That's really good. Mm. Yeah, I do well, like that. you know they use taste, right? So as you're eating, to prepare, mm -hmm. that's why they have like lime sorbets in between meals at like Michelin star restaurants and things like that. Because it cleanses um, your yeah. palate. It's like having coffee in a perfumery. It cleanses your yes. palate so that you can enjoy the flavours of the mm -hmm. next one. Because Indians Indian food tends to be quite flavoursome. And you kind of want to cleanse mm -hmm. your palate in between that. So having the lime, the bitterness prepares your digestive system to have more food. It's like because it's bitter. Yeah. Really? It's like it, it makes you salivate. So it prepares you to eat your food and that's why you always can have a sweet thing after your dinner if you have a sweet tooth like me even if I'm full mm -hmm. like at Christmas I would love to have some sort of mince pie or like some sort of oh, dessert yeah. there's always room for, for dessert oh yeah so, so that's why mm. <gasps> so actually having I a mango that. chutney before may suppress your appetite. We want to hear mm. from you all with this conversation. We're going to go back to the naan bread situation. But yes, I didn't, I didn't answer you on that. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm a... I know, I'm so, I'm so excited. <laughs> but um, I like a pishwari naan. So that's with the coconut and raisins inside. I yeah. do like that. Mate, we have the same taste in mm. Indian cuisine. <laughs> I do like a bit of a kick. I'm not just... Uh, you know, but it depends where I'm at and what restaurant. Oh yes, that's that's definitely mm -hmm. yeah. I like a restaurant that sing makes people stand up on a chair and you have to be embarrassed while the waiters get out their flutes and bongos and sings <laughs> "Happy Birthday." That's to amazing. You. I've had two happy on birthdays in two Indian restaurants. I don't think I've. Oh, yeah, because my friends have wanted to embarrass and me. And they actually do that. They yeah. do like a TGI Fridays vibe. They come out with bongos. Our mutual friend actually did it to, to me. Did oh, they? yeah. 
they get kazoos out and like drums and like ding ding ding. One was in Devon, and um, I was just showing some friends um, that I was having dinner with. I said, "Oh, that's someone's birthday over there. I love this restaurant because they make a whole fuss." So then my friend asked the waiter, "Oh, I." we heard you do these birthday celebrations and you didn't do it for that table. They're like, oh, yes, because it costs £10 to do that and da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, wow, that okay. And then they said, why? Whose birthday is it? And my friend pointed to me and went, it's her birthday today. So then they dragged me into the kitchen. I tasted all the food. <laughs> they were, All the chefs were singing happy birthday to me. Then I went out and had to stand on the chair and they got the, like, you know, those whistles and, like, the yeah, tambourines. Yeah, those whistles, but yeah. Yeah, tambourines, yeah. and I was so embarrassed because I had to pretend and lie that it was my birthday. I was in too deep by this point, so I couldn't oh, say, no, no, it wasn't my birthday. Then they took a picture of us and put it in a golden frame. And then they gave me, like, some cake with, like, this rocket candle on it. So I'm sitting there, like, it's April, and my birthday's in November, and oh god i was just like i can't go back there for my actual birthday now thanks no <laughs> so then every I, april now yeah so then i told my mutual friend about it and we were in london in this like buffet all you can eat vegetarian indian restaurant we were with her oh, parents no, and her no. brother and i told them about yeah. that story and then they were like oh it's her birthday they did exactly the same thing they did it again yeah in a different place oh, no. in london it was amazing, it. though, but it was so embarrassing. So if you really want to embarrass your mate, go and tell them it's their birthday. Happy on birthday when it's not. But that oh. is something that I, I really miss is, yeah, in, is Indian cuisine. That's a big oh. one. And I have actually given a go at making it myself. And I've got, like, the coconut milk, I've got the cumin and all of the spices that you need, saffron and things. I've been able to track them down. And um, my friend Yuli, who I know is actually a fan Aww. of our show as well, which is Yuli. lovely. And um, yeah, and she's always posting our stuff everywhere. So we want to recognise you in that. And thank you. And we love you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. And um, But she's a real cook. She loves to try a bit of everything. Hmm. And obviously me being British and um, her being Albanian, I've been teaching how to do cottage pies and everything. So it's been really good fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, this Indian, because obviously Indian cuisine is very much part of British culture as well. Um, I was making that with her. So we made um, Peshwari Nams and everything. I had the butter inside and that how you make it and how... It took a while, but it was. I was actually very impressed with myself how close mm. I got. I got very, very close. Well, I'm very but, impressed. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm giggling away to myself because I can imagine you making it. And I remember around Christmas time, we were talking about roast dinners and how we do our potatoes and things and how we did our Christmas dinner. And it was like... Absolutely hilarious. I'm laughing because you're like, oh, you do that with your potatoes first? Oh, and I was just comparing. <laughs> like so many people have so many different ways of preparing their roast potatoes. Yeah. It's insane. And it was the first yeah. time I actually made roast potatoes. No joke, it was the first time. And we were comparing potatoes. But then I also said about making gravy because gravy is a massive part of a roast dinner. Yeah. And you made a gravy, yeah. didn't you? And yeah, because luckily did you do I that? had, 
Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, luckily I had um, Oxo gravy, the granules. <laughs> My mum, thankfully, had brought out chicken and beef Oxo gravy um, granules. So mm. I realised I had that in the cupboard because obviously it was all really last minute that I realised, OK, I'm not coming home to Britain for Christmas. So what am I going to do? And it was absolutely mental. Like, trying. I've never done a Christmas dinner before and my hat goes off to every person that, that does a Christmas <laughs> dinner um, and does that every year, which is, I know it's normally uh, the mums. So, uh, yeah, hats off to you because that was... Uh, yeah, mm. that was hardcore. Just the stress level. And it wasn't level in your own in kitchen the morning. as well. Yeah. No, yeah, it wasn't my having, own kitchen, yeah. And being in Greece, obviously, they're not used to having roast dinners and trying to educate a different culture about roast dinners and they're like, I don't want gravy. You're like, but it's part of the tradition. They're it's like, part mm. of it you have. It's the moisturizer. Mm. You need it. <laughs> well, I always have a gravy issue every Christmas. I want to be really helpful around the kitchen yeah. if I'm having Christmas with my family. Um, but this year yeah. I made gravy for myself from scratch, right, um, which I'd never done before. And uh, I had cool. a boiled kettle and I was mixing. So you have, like, the fat. So I use vegetable oil um, or mm. olive oil for my potatoes. Um, my potatoes, my... Um, yeah, my potatoes and my roasted veg. Anyway. Yeah, there's stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm adding the I flour sl slowly, like a sauce flour. And I'm like, okay, now I need to add liquid. So I got out a bottle of white wine and I poured <laughs> half a bottle of white wine into the gravy, just like stirring it over the hob. And I was like, gosh, this is really kind of pungent, this gravy. And then I realised I had used most of the wine in my gravy and I forgot about <laughs> boiling water, so I've just had, like, <laughs> such a boozy gravy. It was amazing. <laughs> and I told people that, and they're like, you don't even need that much wine in your gravy, but I was just like, no. yeah. Because <laughs> I completely forgot water existed. <gasps> uh, you know, when you're following a recipe and you've never done it before, it was like... Yeah, I know. I know. I, I just totally carried on. And I just... <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> it was such a good gravy. I think I think most of the you alcohol had just burnt put that off, in a but... glass and just be like, "Cheers!" <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's more wine than fucking gravy. <laughs> just having a glass of gravy. I know you might as well have done. That was brilliant. <laughs> So I that was part that. of gravy gate number three. Gravy gates in my family is where oh, we make, like, my sister is so proud in making her gravy. So this was her recipe. And mm. um, <laughs> one year I offered to, to stir the gravy while she was getting, like, the gravy boat and stuff from the cupboard. And it was, mm -hmm. I felt it sort of on the hob, it was kind of going wobbly, this tray where, the, where I was mixing the gravy. And uh, right. yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah. like, I was like, um, to my sister, help, help. She looked at me, was like, what are you, what are you talking about? You're absolutely fine. And the next thing it was like, <laughs> like the whole gravy went all over the kitchen floor. It was like a paddling pool. 
and we were just about to have Christmas dinner and it was, she, we call it gravy gate and I was waiting for her to flip out and she was like, it's okay, darling. We'll just clean it up. And it, I think it's because we had guests in the house <gasps> that she was very mellow and I was waiting, <gasps> waiting for her to like do something. <laughs> the explosion. <laughs> and then the next day she just laid into me as in like, making fun of me and like ripping it out of me oh, so now no. then the next year I was like let me help make gravy and she was like no way but mm. we were at my mum's house and she spilt the gravy this time all over my mum's oven all over the floor so we were like anyway no. it was so, so that's funny like, a gravy thing so we yours. have yeah. like gravy gate in our family and yeah so that's hilarious. So boozy. That anyway, is hilarious. It is hilarious. It is hilarious. There was one time when I was at uni and I was at a friend's house and we'd all bought a dinner and were sharing dinner together. And I must have... So actually, really interesting, speaking of the fact that I go into pilot mode. So obviously I wasn't under the influence at all. But um, I was actually going in there, I was putting everything on, put, da, 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 put everything in the oven. And I came back into the lounge and we were, we were watching something on the TV and all of a sudden, there's this, like, smell of burnt comes out. And we're thinking, well, it's only been in there for, like, five minutes. How has it burnt? <laughs> and we go back in. The whole kitchen is engulfed in dark smoke. And I not only, I, not, I did nothing to the food. I'd left a bloody tea towel on the hob. And I turned the hob on instead of the oven on. So I hadn't even cooked anything. I was just burning a tea towel. And people were just like, oh. what? Would you consider yourself can't cook, won't cook? Do you remember that TV programme, Can't Cook, Won't Cook? Are you a red tomato or a green pepper? Oh, I don't know. Which is which? What's a red tomato and a won't green pepper? Won't cook is like, oh, I don't want to cook, like, can't be bothered. And can't cook is like, you're not very good at cooking. Oh, you can't. Um, no, I'm a won't cook because mm. I actually... I can cook, which is... I got the bug when I was like... Mm. It, do you know how I got the bug? Come dine with me. Does anybody remember that TV show on <laughs> Channel 4? I think it's still going. But I remember watching that and I got really into cooking food. And I was like, I could do this. These people on here can cook. I yeah. must be able to cook. And my mum and my grandmother have always been incredible cooks. And... Um, like their homemade chips are just like to die for. And my oh. mum's chili is incredible. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, so you've got you've got I've that grown gene. up with that. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. Because I remember I must have been about 15, 16, and I cooked a three-course meal. And I made, yeah, I made chili crab cakes to start. And so I was like 14, it's a 15. Bit fancy yeah. For 16. Yeah. I love, Whoa. I love crab anyway. So, yes. And it, I made it for my mum and my grandmother. I had them come round. And I did, like, the whole rating. They had to rate me. Oh, And yes. stuff, because I was really into come down with me. So I was yes. like, oh, you have to rate me when you eat it. So I came and delivered their food. And I was like, right, thank you. And I went back yeah. in the kitchen. And I made this chicken um, dish for the main, which had, like, this tomatoey sauce. But it was, like, baked chicken with the sauce. So kind of mm. like an enchilada, but without the wrap. Mm -hmm. So it was something like that. And I made um, uh, mashed potato as well. And I gave them that. And so they ate that. They loved that. And then for dessert, and I have literally no idea to this day how I managed to pull this off. <laughs> I make, because my mum's allergic to um, wheat and gluten. 
So I made a non-dairy, non-wheat, non-gluten baked chocolate trifle cheesecake. Trifle cheesecake. So like it had all the cream and the all the um yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even that. sure how I did it. Yeah, I'm very impressed. And I, and I got and I got a solid ten. <laughs> <laughs> From my family, they were like ten. I've always wanted to do a come dine with me with my friends. That sounds really yeah. good fun. I want to tell That's you amazing. though. Speaking of like dairy, mm. I think I'm lacto. I was lactose intolerant as a baby, so I had to be on soya milk back in the eighties, nineties. Oh, yeah, wow. well, most of my life I've been on soya milk, but now I'm on like oat and nut and stuff. But um, I actually became yeah. vegan about three and a half years ago. So I went from eating meat to becoming vegan because I was hypnotised by Netflix. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry, can you... Hold on, hold on. What? <laughs> you were... Ne- what? No one believes me. You were hypnotised by Netflix. No one believes me, Soph. So, yeah, my sister's been a vegetarian most of her life. I went to visit her. She says, do you want to watch mm-hmm. something when the kids are in bed? Yeah, okay. She goes, um, I want you to watch this. It's a vegan thing. I said, I don't want to see any animals slaughtered, thanks. I, I, don't, I don't need to know that. Mm. But I, I need to mm. know to learn about it because I'll meet clients who are vegan and so, so that I can understand what it's uh, about, you yes, know? Yes, that's so very I was like, smart. okay. Yes. And it was called What the Health? And it was all about the health of, you know, why people become vegan for health benefits. And Mm -hmm. so there was basically uh, my sister going, hmm, yes, yes, it's great, isn't it? And I went, this is a load of BS. (laughs) Ah! Because there was a woman sort of acting with like 10 (laughs) cigarettes and a frying pan over the stove going. And the narrator said, having... Two rations of bacon is equivalent to 10 cigarettes. That's how the carcinogenic levels of bacon is. So she's frying and I went, no. I went, oh, I can't watch this. So I realised it was because I was in denial because, you know, I liked bacon. And um, my sister goes, you're you're annoying me. I'm going to bed because all I had to do was like, hmm, I'm not sure about that. Hmm, I'm not sure about that. A bit, bit sort of judgmental mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I... I went to sleep with the with the rest of the you know how you fall asleep to movies. I was so tired, so there must have been about forty five minutes left, and uh, I woke up to the end credits. You know, it's like boo the music. So I turned that off, went to sleep, and um, woke up a, a total vegan. I was vegan for a year. She offered me cheese the next day, and I said no. And then I went home and I gave my parmesan and my mayonnaise to my housemates. And I was like, what am I going to eat? So I, I lived off salad soup and baked beans for a week. And then I was like, no, I have to start learning to cook. Yeah. Because... Yeah. So in London, there's a loads of vegan options. But I um, I was a vegan for a year. Just after falling asleep to the end of that programme. I fell as- I fell asleep to that program and and I I remember saying this is rubbish this is rubbish but it was like my body rejected meat and dairy and eggs or any animal based mm. products it was like and then I think oh my gosh I'm really susceptible to being hypnotized so <laughs> wow yeah that's so interesting yeah. it's like what was being said really resonated with you then didn't it 
on a deep level. It was your my body. Yeah. My subconscious decided this is mm. what you need to do. Mm. I actually got healthier and it actually helped my hormones. I don't eat meat anymore, so I'm now a vegetarian. And I tried vegetarianism a couple years before, but it only lasted like four weeks. And then I went back to mm. eating meat because I felt like I wasn't having enough protein, even though I didn't really like meat. I, I thought it was a normal thing. Right, right. now I have it as, you know, that's just my way, way of eating. Right. I do miss a bacon sandwich, though. <laughs> I think that's always going to stay yeah. with you. <laughs> incredible no one believes me yeah yeah well, no to be fair i kind of do believe you though because actually when you think about it you can whisper to people in their ears and like get them to you know there's that thing of like chandler from friends where he thinks he's this strong empowered woman like i know that it's funny <laughs> you're a strong confident yeah. woman <laughs> exactly like i know it's funny but there is some truth in that there is that there really is you should always be careful well, what you're listening to when you go to sleep so wow fantastic well actually speaking of um <laughs> speaking of you talking about moving in different directions with your health that's actually goes really well into something else i really wanted to talk about which was Moving to Greece, obviously there's lots of things that I miss, but we've covered my Indian cuisine. Um, <laughs> but there's also <laughs> some really great health benefits with the way they eat here in Greece because it's very much like it's not convenient. It's quite insane, actually, how different it is because my way of thinking all the time, and I think a lot of us can relate to this, of like, you know, you're just not into cooking tonight and you just want something that's easy and simple and that whole meal plan, you got to think about it. And what am I going to cook tonight? So completely hear you. And I actually found that really difficult with the way of living here because that's not a thing here. Uh, you you make your food and it's normally a lot of it is from scratch and it's all fresh produce and it's also all locally grown. So my green grocers, actually everything's quite economical in that way that it's all from us and within us and around us. And it's been quite amazing to live like that. And I know I think we touched upon it in our um a body contentment episode, which is quite funny that that keeps popping up here. It's one of those things I've just, that's always been a part of my life and I've always struggled with my weight. But I have noticed a real difference with eating habits out here. Because there's no convenience, I am thinking about what I'm eating and what you're putting in your body. You do think about it without thinking about it. Does that make sense? Because you're thinking, okay, mm -hmm. tonight I'm going to eat this. And because also it's fresh, I haven't got that added salt and fat, which hides and masks yeah. your convenient meals. Whereas what I'm doing, even though it takes a lot longer and it has been a bit of a, you know, a, a habit to get into that I've got to like stand up there for an hour and a half and cook when I'm like, oh, I just want to have a pizza and just call someone up and deliver it to my door. But there is no, I don't have the option here. Yeah, it's just a really funny one. It's just the amount of, of goodness that you get from fresh as well, especially when you even think about how it's imported into our country, um, in Britain, mm. I mean, um, is that, you will have on the shelves in the supermarket lamb that's from New Zealand, for instance, got an offer on. You're like, oh, an offer and it's New Zealand. Oh, we love a bit of that. And that's completely, that's totally how I was brought up, completely used to it. 
But now the thought process of picking up some food from the some meat from the supermarket that's potentially taken about a month to get to you, and that isn't fresh. Um, what's in that then for it to still be sitting on the shelf in the supermarket yeah. and still fresh? Yeah, I say in inverted and commas. Also, is it sustainable? Is it sustainable? Think about think about the transportation and the the whole process of that. And some meats are actually um, filled, plumped up like chickens are mm, plumped up with water, with water, so that when you cook it, it actually evaporates. Yeah. So it's not so big; it shrinks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, you're eating local produce, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. probably organic, organically grown. No idea sustainable, about the organic, but yeah, <laughs> it's nicer, local, Okay. Yeah. No idea nicer, about that. Nicer to the environment, but yes. the, but the yeah. soils are the soil is rich and nutritious for the cattle to eat. And also the plants and the mm-hmm. vegetables and the fruit. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying earlier about the lemons. Oh, there's loads that of taste wild like herbs apples. here. Yeah. The lemons are amazing. So you think of a salad. I, I look forward to eating salad. This is how my habits have changed. I look forward to eating a salad because that dressing of real olive oil and lemon from here is like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't so wait you, to eat it. <laughs> I love so you, it. You you mocking me and my my side salad of in the Indian. I'm loving the salad though, exactly. But see how it's see how interesting that is. Different. My habits it's different. different. Yeah. Yeah. So back in the UK, I'd be thinking, tasteless. why would you get a takeaway with a salad? Why would you do that? Yeah. Where actually in Greece, it's a different complete. Yeah. I completely relate to you and understand well, you. It's yeah. probably because the cucumbers actually have flavor and the tomatoes have flavor whereas over mm. here most most of the cucumbers and tomatoes are like no like nothing yeah, but also so, but is that from your supermarket or have you gone to a proper green grocer that you know is coming from your community cuz i oh, don't well, where i used to do live you know what i mean they, yeah where i used to live there was an organic shop mm. um and i reckon he he actually moved twice when I moved as well and oh. he probably thought that I was stalking him and moving just because <laughs> of his shop because it was so good oh. but yeah local lo- local well local-ish produce I mean with London yeah. um it does taste better yeah but the taste I want to go back into the senses if that's okay so mm-hmm. you know, go like, for it um So when we smell like cooking, like when you're cooking something, it's actually healthier for you than just buying a takeaway and suddenly you've got food under your nose because your body Mm. needs time to produce the enzymes and the acids and the alkalines to Mm. prepare for digestion. And if you've just suddenly got food like that, like your body is going to have to rush and it's actually going to put your body under stress to digest all this food. So that can create all sorts of digestive like issues yeah. and high acid levels so you cooking and slowing down and cooking the smell will help you to produce more saliva or help your stomach to prepare your your bowels to prepare your, yeah. your pancreas so cooking is a process of the whole digestive story you know so you're actually mm. you know witnessing mm. Um, your body preparing and your stomach's growling and it's all to do your rest and digest yeah. system so we have our our mm. spinal cord housed in our in our spine that goes from mm. our brain all the way down to well your uh 
T12 vertebra, but then it has little like nerves coming out there anyway don't want to get into that but then you have that's your sympathetic nervous system which is usually your stress so stress works via that and also the bloodstream but then Mm. we have something called Mm. the parasympathetic which is rest and digest so a lot of my clients come in when they're relaxing they feel really embarrassed when their stomach gargles and rumbles and I I say no that's a really great sign because that means you're actually relaxing because when you're relaxed you can digest your food better and this goes back to yeah, because you have this vagus nerve in Greek means the wanderer. So it's a wandering nerve. So it just uh-huh. it just goes either side of the neck, not in the <laughs> spinal cord. And it just it just flows down around your thyroid, which is to do with metabolism, putting on weight, losing weight. So it stimulates and, right. and balances your thyroid goes around your heart Mm. so your feeling and it goes around all your organs digestive organs and your reproductive Mm. system so it works Mm. with your hormones as well so if you are more stressed your hormonal system could be um disrupted or imbalanced your skin like acne and things like that um and um your muscles will be Mm. more tight because your blood flow is going to your uh skeletal muscles rather than your organs for digestion so it's really really important to have some sort of healthy planned regime and it reminds me of um my french friend she came she came around my house and i made a dinner and I just like, <laughs> and then she, she, she was like, Hey Suki, there's no rush. Slow down, slow down. Yeah, and so yeah, I was like, yeah, what? Yeah, so yeah. she took forever to like, her food would go cold, but she would have wine and sip it slowly and eat very slowly. She goes, it's about enjoying your food. It's not about getting it in. So it goes back to that instant gratification of got to have it now. Da, 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 da. But just think your body's a slow system. Like it's like, primitive almost Mm. although it's super intelligent and it heals itself and it does all these things that we don't even consciously think about we still sort Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. unload so much like in this 21st century so much to process yeah Yeah, we need to give it time to process stuff so anyway Mm, that's mm. this goes on to the meditation bit or the mindfulness bit at the end anyway sorry There, there is so much i think that we don't really think about and it's like going back to you did a meditation um a couple of um episodes ago where I literally said you know thank you for so much for letting us and well reminding us should I say of how our body is and how magical it is so yeah and we have to there is processes we need to kind of let it do on its own slow down Yeah, yeah definitely and it's just like, and funny enough with, with what you're saying, that's exactly what I've managed to do with this new healthy eating that I'm doing. I don't even mean, like, I love food. Like, I think you can tell that. <laughs> like, I do, you know, and I'm all about the flavours. Like, I, as long as it tastes good, I'm I'm really up for wanting to know what it is. <laughs> so, actually, I drink non-lacto milk and I also eat wheat and gluten-free bread now. Um, which actually Ooh. has made me feel loads better. And I know lots of people could be like, oh, why well, are you doing that as a diet? Like, I have done a no-carbs diet before. Every single person is individual with what works for them. So for me, this I swell um, because of wheat and carbs. Mm. I actually swell up and I actually retain a lot of water when I eat that. 
And so instead of just being like, oh, I'm going to completely cut it out, I've, I now have no, I have non-wheat bread and gluten in bread. And obviously that's actually cutting that out. So then I can enjoy my potatoes because I do love a potato. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so then I'm, so it's all about balance. Mm -hmm, and with mm -hmm. this healthy eating here, I'm eating everything fresh. So everything that's going into my body is the purest form it can be. And it's actually helping me maintain my weight, which I've never been able to say that before. And it's not mm. that I'm stopping myself and stopping enjoying the things that bring me joy. Like we were saying that like, with emotions and, and stress eating and whatever you kind of tend to do. I actually don't eat when I'm stressed. I'm more of an emotional one. Yeah, but I don't think about it. That's the problem with me. I'm on a roll and I, I stop and I don't think about it. So, I realise that about myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Mm. But how funny is that? Yeah, I'm not. I'm like, I'm too focused on what I'm doing. I ain't got time to do that. That's how I think about mm. it, which isn't that great. That makes but... sense. I mean, because I yeah, did touch on this with, with the body saying. contentment yeah. episode, but then we had to cut it out because it was just it was just right for the food one. <clears throat> and yeah. um, you know, for example, being in lockdown, you, you you snack more, especially if you're working from home, you're just like grabbing the biscuit and da-da-da. Um, you know, you're keeping yourself going. You're probably giving yourself energy because food is energy at the end of the day. So you're giving mm -hmm. yourself energy. You're giving yourself comfort. So mm -hmm. there is mm -hmm. comfort in that. But I also think, you know, food has a story. Like with the egg thing, I that's probably from that time. <laughs> but there's yeah. also, um, you know, I've spoken to many people and many clients and it, you've got to ask yourself, what was your story when you were a, a younger person did you did you find that there was hardly any food and you you found it difficult to actually have food because you came from a background that you didn't have a lot of money and you didn't know when you were going to eat because I've met people like that so they mm -hmm. struggle with weight because if someone offers them a, a chip or a, a piece of pie or something they're like yeah I'm gonna have it because um, subconsciously they've gone into the habit of yes I'm going to receive because I don't know when I'm going to eat next even though they know they've got a cupboard and fridge full of food at home it's that mm. sort of subconscious thing so it is a subconscious level and then there mm. are you know um, recently I had a client who said she just she feels she eats too much and she wants to have help um, to to stop that and I and when I was tapping into the energy of it, it was like she has a history of food being a comfort to her and, and, and she shared in the family and it was a joyous thing. And actually, you know, she thought she was overeating, but in a way, comfort eating, there's a balance. You can overeat or eat unhealthily mm. or there's actually, mm. you know what, I'm doing it to resource myself. Obviously, mm. you want to be healthy, but you also, you can go for that, um, you know, custard tart if you want a yeah. custard tart and I just don't you know mm. just just don't feel bad about it if you're gonna have it because mm -hmm. recognize where that's coming from and if that's because you're from Portugal and your grandmother used to make custard tarts and that makes you really happy and reminds you of her then you go with it that's so lovely, it's not yeah. making excuses it's understanding what your story is and your relationship with food I love and that. I love food. My mum just was always feeding us. So with me, it's always like there's <laughs> always a, a, a lot of food around. And I realised I was watching a movie the other day and something kind of triggered um, me 
um, that made me think, oh, that's a bit stressful. And I automatically mm. went, I've got cheese in the fridge. So I, I, I witnessed myself think of oh. the food in the process of me getting triggered. So it's actually, again, it's becoming that third person and, and going, okay, why do I feel like that? So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. so if you can catch yourself doing that, is it actually because it actually gives me comfort and I want to relate to that time in my life and not feel guilty about it, then you'll get more of it rather than just going for it and then beating yourself up about eating too much or having this chocolate bar or something, you know? There's so much pressure on ourselves. And actually, I'm like, I give mm. yourself give yourself permission to enjoy your food. 100%. Oh, if I had symbols. Because yeah. that's totally, yes. That's, and that's, oh, I can't believe how much you're saying I just completely am clicking with right now. Because that's totally how I have <laughs> felt my whole life. My whole life I've had that relationship with food where I've just wanted to be me and just enjoy myself. It was always something that I was really excited about and I really enjoyed. Like I've mentioned, my mother and my grandmother were great cooks and it's always a time that I've really liked to get around the table and have a meal and really enjoy those moments. And especially my mum was a working mum as well. So actually mealtime was the time where she was sitting still. She wasn't on the phone taking calls or she wasn't in her office. Like we were actually, that was a moment. And we'd always used to watch um, Stargate. So if you ever seen that, that's (laughs) Stargate. We used to watch that together whilst we were eating our dinner. It's like, so to see what I mean, that like there's memories connected with certain foods as well. So there isn't all this negativity around it. Like, oh, but I want to be slim or I've got to feel like this and I've got to look like this. Like there's, it's just all about being content in yourself. It keeps coming back. That content in yourself, knowing that you feel good inside. And because of that, you that's coming out to your exterior. I keep saying this, your inner becomes your exterior. As soon as you connect that, that's what starts to happen. And it's taken me until I'm 31. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying it's an overnight fix, but it's taken me, and I'm still not there with it, but I'm nearly there and I'm mm-hmm. starting to recognise it in myself and I'm starting to be proud of how I look and proud of what I put in my body. And it's it's showing and that I'm now able to talk about it and be proud mm-hmm. of it. And so I can share it with you all to encourage you all to do the same. So it's just all positivity, <laughs> all love and positivity. So... I really hope you've enjoyed it today. Oh, look at your face, you little cheeky one. (laughs) It's all good vibes, yeah. You're giving me wrinkles, girl. (laughs) But happy ones. (laughs) Yeah, good, good. Oh, brilliant. Oh, thank you so much. I love it. Love it all. But I thought we could end this um, topic on quite a funny one because obviously our wonderfully random I think it should be time for wonderfully random I absolutely love this woman um I found her through another um YouTube uh YouTubers creators um that were doing um they do this kind of commenting commentary kind of vibe on their channel and they were commenting on this wonderful lady and she's called Kay 
And that may have already been tipped off a couple of people that are going to be like, oh, my goodness, they're going to talk about this woman. But she is an absolute delight. I love her so much. Every time I see her little face and she goes, hello, everybody. And it's like, oh, she's so lovely. Like, she really is. And bless her cotton socks. She can't cook to save her life. And it's absolutely incredible her I suppose her ambition to try because she's got this whole channel on YouTube which is dedicated to her listening and taking in recipes from people that are watching and I actually was scrolling down through a couple of the comments and the amount of love yeah I know the amount of love and respect this woman gets is just wonderful because she's there just giving it a go and it's really sweet. Like like I was just saying, not all of us have it all together right now. And this lovely lady, you know, she's she's a mum. She's I'm not sure what her what her job is or whatever her situation is. I haven't got a clue. But she's given it a go and she's like on YouTube making her food and taking um, taking tips from people. But one video I would highly recommend you go and watch of this wonderful woman is the special fried rice video. She has done a remake of it because there was a colossal error <laughs> that she didn't do, <laughs> which kind of set the whole tone of the video. Um, oh, just to say, yeah, just to clarify, we're not laughing at her. It's 100% with her because she's just wonderful. I really, really like her. It's the kind really of stuff like I her. do, to be honest. I'm it's like, amazing. yeah, I get it. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, like, look at me setting a bloody tea towel on fire. Like, you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there though we've all been there though exactly oh, and i think gosh, that's what's wonderful Kay. about it cooking with k i mean that's her channel just, yeah do you know what another woman who owns herself she's like yeah, yeah just putting myself out there yeah Boom. yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. And she wears like, Iron Maiden t-shirts and everything. Like, she's totally <laughs> yeah, given us yes. who she is. And it's wonderful. And at <sighs> the end of the video, at the end of every single one she does, um, her son comes in. <laughs> <laughs> and she makes him try it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. You can see on his face, he's just... He's like, he doesn't want to upset his mum, but at the same time, he knows what everyone else who's watching is thinking, like, mate, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> but he's so lovely Aww. and so respectful to it, and the ones that I've watched anyway. Um, and he's just like, yeah, it's not bad, mum, it's a bit crunchy, but um, it's not bad. <laughs> You're like, oh, bless him. So I highly recommend if you want a bit of a giggle or even to go and help her out with a couple of tips because she mean, does read way, the comment. It's, it's, it's entertaining, but I think it's educational to show yeah. us how to treat people. I think, you know, there is like, you take the piss, but it's like you're, you're, you're not laughing at the person. You're laughing at this, no. the whole magic of the situation. It's the magic. Exactly. It's, magic. it's the magic. It's what she's bringing. It's yeah. just incredible. Yeah. She's just totally herself yeah. and just loving the moment of making a video cooking. <laughs> and it's just, you can just tell. It's so mm -hmm. nice. And she's even actually saying, oh, you know, thank you for all your tips. Like at one point she's cutting up... Um, a garlic clove and people have obviously commented saying oh the best way to do that 
is to press it with the knife with the flat of the knife and press it down and squash it. And she's trying to do that and it goes flying off. <laughs> she goes, Oh, there it goes. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, see this is our Thank you. She's like, you know, thank you so much for um, your advice. But I think I'm just going to stay doing this. And it's like she's chopping off her fingers. It's so hard to watch sometimes, oh. but she hasn't yes. managed to. Yes, I like, felt she hasn't like done that it yet, too. I, don't think. I felt oh, a bit like, oh my gosh. Yeah, because she's like, kh, kh, and you're like, so close, so close. It's just like, kind yeah. of, oh, oh. just kind of. It's like my triophobia again. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. sugar. That's so funny. So good. Well, that, that, highly that, recommend it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, I want to share my wonderfully random. Oh, it's go not for it, as, girlfriend. It's not as um, like funny, mm-hmm. but it is still magical. And um, oh, okay. It's um, a series on Netflix called mm-hmm. Open Table. Have you seen any of the episodes in there? Open Table. I watch quite a lot of cooking stuff on Netflix, but I don't think I've ah, seen that. I might have seen uh, like a trailer. Okay. But go for it. Tell me all about it. It's pretty magical. And there's one episode, it's series three, what they call volume three, not series. I quite like that. They call it volume. Yeah, I quite and, like uh, it's that episode well. one. Mm. And it's basically a Buddhist nun in Korea and she is a vegan and she has the most tasteful flavorsome exquisite food that is just beautiful and so minimalist and so healthy Mm. and it's all about the ferment the fermented foods that she's had fermenting for like 40 Mm. years like the soya sauce is like really aged well and it's like are just yes, I love stuff kimchi. like that. Kimchi. She uses kimchi, which is obviously really good for your gut, your your microbiome, which is preparing the right environment for the mm. bacteria in your gut. And good mm. bacteria can actually mm. lead to serotonin, which is a good feeling chemical in your brain. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a better mood. So <clears throat> not only is her food delicious, it's vegan, but she just makes simple broths and it's just stunning and she goes and teaches in the city as well so she lives up in the mountain in a monastery and she cooks Mm. for everybody and she does it with love and she goes it's all about intention putting energy into your food and just making things with love and slowing down the cooking Mm. process and just really being with it so she makes all these sort of Michelin star um little dishes and she has Mm. lots of them but they're really like it's the flavor and I've I must say, I've been to a couple of restaurants, like the hotel where I used to work. We had, um, I've had a couple of meals there and I've ordered like a blue, this is going off subject, but blue (laughs) cheese sort of ravioli. And I'm expecting a whole plateful when actually it's just two, two parcels of pasta with ravioli on this massive plate. And I'm like, where's the rest of it? Anyway, so I Mm. try it and the flavour is so strong that I'm satisfied that I don't need that much so it's not necessarily about how much you have it's like because it's so flavorsome your body's like wow i've i'm satisfied with that let's move on so Mm. you have to watch that um episode one of volume three of open table i feel really bad i've forgotten her name so no doubt we'll put that on our youtube definitely i'll make sure that goes up there she's um 
yeah, big respect to her. She's all about love and energy and she puts, you know, slows it down and, and, and yeah. I wonder how yeah. it tastes because of that. Do you know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. Oh I, oh yeah. Well there's like the people who have tried it, they interview it and they're like, it's mm. it's it's so simple, but yet it does something magical to our bodies when we eat it and our minds. It's just so it's like enlightenment. They're like it's just magic wow. eating this food. That's so really again, cool. it's all about the intention of preparing your food and mm-hmm. really witnessing mm-hmm. it and respecting your food. You know, mm-hmm. I love so, that. Yeah. I'm gonna think. I'm gonna respect my food this evening. But uh, whether <laughs> I do that, I don't know. Oh, I'm so hungry. Yeah. No, I know. What so you mean, yeah. Though. But I don't know. But actually, going mm. back to your Michelin star point, though, I found that really because I've been to a Michelin star restaurant before. We went for my mother's um, 60th birthday, mm. and. My mama, you, you had to pay a deposit for the table and it was all like, you know, really like la-di-da. And when we went, we were obviously <laughs> really excited to have this experience. But, yeah, it wasn't a lot of food. <laughs> and it was one thing for us, we found that quite hard to get our head around. And obviously, you know, the price tag is quite substantial. And mm-hmm. we're going there for a meal and we kind of left <laughs> still needing to eat and we weren't full up so we were a bit like oh. what do we do now yeah so we went and didn't oh. fill up mm-hmm. oh so you didn't get satisfied no. you left dissatisfied mm-hmm. interesting but the food was delicious we just wanted more of it because mm. <laughs> we weren't so you full. went to McDonald's down the road and the drive through and it was our kebab <laughs> We went and got a kebab, we were in town. Yeah. We had a kebab, I can't believe it. So my mum spent hundreds, you know, on this meal and we ended it on a kebab. <laughs> but I do understand, if it was, if I kind of went with that mindset though, I think that's the thing. I think you have to be prepared for what it is. Maybe we didn't go there with the correct mindset of this is meant, mm. this is what you, um, what's the word? This is meant to open you up to new things, different things. This is meant An to experience. satisfy you in a different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that maybe would have been a different experience. Mm-hmm. What you're saying, I think there is, I think there, I think there's a lot in that of intention of when you're cooking. And it'll be interesting. You know, well, let's make it as an experiment, guys. Right? You go mm-hmm. home, whatever you're doing this evening for lunch, whatever you're doing to cook, do that with intention. And let us know on our Facebook group, because we have a Facebook group, Waffling in Wonderland, which is still, we're still really enjoying everybody's stories and posts. So keep going, keep doing. But definitely yeah, share that with us. I would really thank be interested. you to all of you. Yes. All of you yes. contributing to our Facebook family. Loving yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. So we'd love to encourage you to, yeah, share, do cook with intention this evening and let us know how it goes. All right, well, thank you, Sukes. That was really lovely. Thank you for sharing that with us because that's got my mind thinking. So cool. I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Shall we go into our mindful minutes now, my dear? Yes. (laughs) Okay, so I've got three uh, gemstones, crystals to explore. Just want to name. These aren't something you eat because we're talking about food today. These aren't... 
Oh, yeah. Food. They are no, used no, no. to <laughs> place in your pockets, whereas jewellery, put under your pillow, put in your pocket, stick it in your mm-hmm. bra. But remember, at the end of the day, that's on your bra so that it doesn't fall out and hurt your feet, because that happens to me most days. <laughs> and I still forget that it's in there. And also, my top looks a bit funky if I'm having a couple of lumps here and there, and you know. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the first one mm-hmm. <clears throat> I want to talk about is a lovely blue... Um, appetite. So it's called Appetite. Mm. And it's about... It's actually called Appetite. Yeah, it's about oh, I love regulating that. your appetite. It's like a yeah. It is Teal really pretty. Lovely, beautiful. It is, it is. Um, so that regulates your mm. appetite. So whether you are craving food or you're not having enough, you're not eat like you're suppressing food, whether you're stressed and you don't want to eat, appetite really, really helps mm. with that. Um, it also gives you the sense of um, helps you to know what you want to achieve in life. So your appetite to things in life, what 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 are you yearning for? Like what would make you your soul happy? So it feeds your actual soul and gives you insight into what feeds mm. your soul so that you can go and get it. So, yeah, we think mm. holistically here. It's not just about your appetite physically, but it's also why are you craving that food? Are you yearning for something else in your life? Yeah, where's that coming from? Mm. Or is it just a resource, like what mm. we were talking about before? Um, yes. Yeah. Um, then the exactly. next one is amber. So I've got two forms. This was my first one. So it's like a clear... Oh, I do love a bit of amber. Yeah, it's like clear, sort of golden colour. And then this is my absolute favourite one. It just looks like a big lump of chocolate big sort of nugget of oh, chocolate. Oh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, or manuka honey, like hard manuka honey or something. Oh, oh, yeah. even just holding it. Oh, it's my favourite. Oh. It just, I love it so much. Anyway. It knows it. It knows it. Oh, <laughs> so it looks like just a, a brown rock, but it's just... So anyway. <laughs> it gives you confidence to speak. Um, so if you have authority issues, you know, that's to do with that. So worry usually tends to be to do with your stomach and your digestive system. And if you've got IBS and so uh, amber will really help with that. But it, it's uh, they used to crush amber back in the day, back in the apothecaries and in pharmacies and use it as penicillin as a form of. Um, yeah. So antimicrobial. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so it helps with easing wow. stomach, um, helps with nausea, so if you're feeling sick, um, parasites, so if you have like, you know, or maybe your dog or your cat's got one, I don't know, stick it around their collar with some masking tape and see if that helps. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's about... Oh yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, but it's about um, if you worry about what people think of you, this is probably why I love it so much because I think that used to be my... Thing and I'm working on it and Amber just gives me that comfort mm. it just feels like a comfort blanket mm. and just oh I just feel I just feel that's it amazing. already sorry I'm just oh do you know what that's so interesting so to jump in but I actually had loads of amber jewelry mm-hmm. and green mm. amber as well I used to have both and it used to be a thing that I used to always go when we used to go on holiday we used to go to the shop and I'd always buy a green like green or normal coloured amber piece of jewellery, whether it was earrings, a necklace, a bracelet, a ring. 
So I've actually got loads of that in the UK, but um, I've got loads of amber and I wore that all the time. I loved amber. So that's interesting that it was a comfort blanket. That's mental. Mm. So I always had that. Well, it's resin. Anyway, sorry. It's Thanks, tree Susan. resin. And sometimes you can find like mosquitoes and bugs in them because it's fossilised tree resin. Mm. It kind of reminds me of Jurassic Park. Mm. You know, it's really, really these yeah. crystals are really, really old. You know, they're like they've they've, mm. they've picked up a lot of information of the world and our history. So they're they're amazing tools to help with meditation to tap into, you know, ancestry and things like that. So um mm-hmm. and it's just I just oh I just I just love it so much. Anyway, I'm gonna put that little one to bed there, little Susie. Um and then the next one is Carnelian. So I'm gonna show you this first Soph. How would you describe that? Oh so there's two. Oh, I don't. It's, it looks. Oh no, it just looks delicious. I <laughs> know, which I know we've already said you can't eat it, but um, no, they look lovely. Look sweet as can be. I love them. So we've got um, carnelian, and um, this is a female um yin charged um i don't know what, what am i doing here i'm just doing that it's like top of the pops you know how they zoom in and out on the camera yeah 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 what was that what was that song <laughs> we was in the heart you know that video uh, where she goes yeah yeah yeah. Was in the yeah yeah that's how i feel with these stones groove in the heart anyway yeah. if you're not on youtube right now you're missing out <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, it's a fire energy. It helps balancing our hormones. Um, and we have hormones with our digestive system as well. But it helps to ease and calm the stomach. It reminds me of ginger, almost, the energy. It's, like, very warming and spicy oh, but soothing. Right. Yeah. So you can work that. it on your base. I love that. Because it's kind of ready orange. You can use it for grounding, but you can also use it for motivation. You can use it for balancing. Um, gets everything in your body moving. So if you're feeling like sluggish or bloated, carnelian is the baby for you. Um, and nice. yeah, I just love it. It's really nice. nice. It's really great for women and to help us feel like we're creatively motivated and we are nice and balanced in our sacral chakra. So there we go. They're the three crystals for you. Love it. Mm-hmm. But Love bear it. in mind, amber you don't use with water because it can, because it's organic material, it can sort of melt almost. So, yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. need cleansing. Mm-hmm. So it's self. Oh, self-cleansing. that's very interesting. Yeah, thank there you, we go. Suki. That's awesome. Which one did you like? You were well, the yeah, amber, I was going to say the amber, but then that last one's kind of piqued my interest. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she kind of piqued my interest. But before that, it was definitely the amber. I was strongly <laughs> yeah, attracted to the amber until that last one popped up. There you go. Right, everybody, we've done the crystals and now we're going into the exploration. It's going to be a little bit different to the meditations this week, Sophie, because I've asked Sophie mm. to get some fruit. So if you guys want to get yourself a berry or some fruit or something like that, um, I've got strawberries and it was quite a big strawberry so I cut it in half because I've only got a small mouth so <laughs> shall I open this up now then yeah. my banana yeah okay. 
I've had it sitting here waiting all on its own. Oh, no. I'll cut it up a little bit. So grab some fruit, people, or anything particularly. Have you got chocolate next to you? Some mm. bread, whatever it is. So pause us mm -hmm. and go grab it and then unpause us and we can carry on then, my dear. Yeah. Ooh. So obviously I can't eat because otherwise you can't hear me. So I don't even know why I prepared the fruit for myself. Okay, so this is where you need a piece of fruit and uh, we want you to sit up. So this is an exploration of your digestive system and how you feel about your food. Okay, so are you ready, Soph? You got, you got your banana mm -hmm. ready? Okay, <laughs> so um, I first of all want you to pick up your fruit in your hand and hold it in between your fingers or in your palm and close your eyes. I want you to close your eyes <clears throat> and I want you to use both hands to feel your piece of fruit in your hand. Feel the texture. Is it dry? Is it juicy? And then I, the next thing I want you to do is to put it underneath your nose and give it a smell. What does that do to your whole body? it. You notice your mouth is producing more saliva, is your stomach moving? Are you feeling sort of waves of energy down your body? Maybe that's just me. <laughs> How does it make your head feel? How does it make your heart feel? your abdominal area. Yeah. Okay, next thing I want you to do, now you've smelt it, is now to eat it. So when you're ready, take a nice bite of your fruit. And I want you to chew it at least 20 times before you swallow it. I want you to get a sense of what it's like in your mouth and how that experience in your whole body you feel your muscles relaxing? Is it changing the flavour as you as you move it along? Mmm. Mm. It is actually, that's funny. Can I do it again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got some of the banana in my hand, that's why I didn't like all in one it. <laughs> <laughs> And then, with that just little piece of fruit, if you need more, you have more and you chew it at least 20 times. And then I'd like you to just swallow and imagine that piece of fruit going from your mouth all the way down your esophagus, which is the tube that connects your mouth to your stomach, entering your stomach on the left side of your abdomen, top left side. I just want you to witness what your stomach does and if you feel anything and just want you to imagine that your stomach is now with food it's just rippling and it's squeezing and relaxing and churning your food 
first process of digestion. Digestion is all about receiving, so you're open to receive the nutrients. What will happen with your food next, it will go across towards the centre of your belly and then towards the right. And that's where your liver and your gallbladder are. liver produces bile and stores it in the gallbladder and then when you're digesting the gallbladder then puts bile into your food to help break down any fats that are there. <clears throat> Just see how it feels on the right side of your body. Tune into your liver, the powerhouse. It's also a storage centre of sugars and fats constantly working, constantly cleansing the blood. Now I want you to see that your food is now digesting even more and it's going downwards now past the pancreas which produces insulin if it's sugar. Travelling down, travelling down, as it goes to just where your hip bones are, you've got your small intestine going around and spiralling around the mid-belly. So imagine a little wiggling cord going all the way around your belly, flowing up and down like a little roller coaster for your food. And this is all about breaking down the food with motion, creating an alkaline environment so they can really help to absorb more food and nutrients. How does it feel to be in your lower belly? The bindings and the turnings, the toing and froing this little maze that you have in your lower gut then connects to the lower right side again and goes up the right side of your abdomen towards your rib cage which is now your large intestine goes across to the left side, so underneath your diaphragm. So notice your breath here. If your breath is shallow, I want you to take some nice deep breaths and move that colon, that large intestine. Your lungs and your diaphragm massages your large intestine, creating a movement so that you feel less bloated, less bunged up. So breath is really important with digestion, helping the peristalsis, which is the movement of your gut. Once you reach the left upper side underneath your rib cage, I want you just to imagine the descending colon. So it's going down your left side now. What does your body feel like as you notice your food going downwards 
as it goes down it goes right down to the middle and that's where you have sphincter muscles to let go of your food so that's the whole tube system starting from when we're a little embryo this little tube is there and then it starts to define organs around it and it creates twists and turns twists and turns creating new organs and new appendages this complex pipe that we have to help nourish us to help absorb nutrients from our food it takes time it takes a process and everything has its perfect place in your body so I want you to just to feel really grateful for all these organs that help to break down your food absorbing proteins absorbing fats because fats are good for us too Hydrates, sugars, vitamins and minerals, the building blocks for our physical body. Showing love and respect to this complex and intelligent system that we take for granted. But now hopefully when you eat, you realise the processes that are going on underneath your skin that you're doing with love and care respecting the food that you are taking in and like with any energy flow you're releasing something you don't need our bodies are quite magical, they transform something into something else. So letting the nourishment from the food transform you. Feeling wholesome, content, present and with gratitude. Feeling love for your whole system. to get a sense of your sitting bones and your spine and try and give your spine a nice stretch imagine it's nice and tall and you've got your head on top of your top of your spine there your shoulders are now rolling back and creating more space between your neck and your shoulders dropping your arms down feeling your arms and your hands Noticing your legs, knees, lower leg and feet. Start moving your feet, your shoulders, your fingers and your head. Get back in your physical grounded body. And when you're ready, just open your eyes and place your hands on your gut and your heart left hand on your heart, right on your gut, and just say thank you, I appreciate you, 
And, if, and even if I don't acknowledge you, I am now. And I want to take better care of you. I love you. Thank you. Go show Namaste. Thank you. Namaste. I love it so much. Yeah, it was so good. I could really feel it. That was so strange. When I actually properly tuned into what you were saying, and I was like, right, okay. It felt like a maze. It was really cool. Like trying to go in and all around and up and down and da, da, da. yeah, very much like that. It was cool. Very flowy. And it was made, yeah, and you could just feel it. You could feel your stomach receiving it and that being like, oh, hello. <laughs> you know, you could feel it do all of that, which I've never properly, like, I think I felt like when I've been hungry and I'm eating and I, I can feel the water going into my tummy or the food going into an empty tummy. I think we've all been able to feel that. But it was interesting, yeah, to feel it in a different kind of way. That was cool. So I, I want to cool. say thank you. I'm grateful and thankful for the teachers on my craniosacral therapy diploma course mm. because they actually did that exercise with me. And they actually did it with, they gave us fruit in one hand and chocolate in the other hand. And we had to feel the quality of energy between both. And there was definitely more energy oh, wow. in the fruit than the chocolate. Uh-huh. And I felt like uh-huh. it brought different memories and things. So you can play around with different foods and doing that. So thank you to my my teachers for showing me that, yeah. showing us that. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Oh, amazing. Okay. Well, thank you once again, Suki, for bringing us okay. into this wonderful close. It's great. Well, thanks. So, I suppose we should, yeah, we should wrap things up. But there is something we would like to introduce into our podcast, which is a, a song of the week. And I thought um, with this song, it would be actually, there's one that I really, really like because obviously being very much now I'm in Greece and I'm really enjoying everything that that this culture brings and I thought it'd be quite nice to maybe give everybody a bit of sense of this Greek culture with this fantastic singer who sadly is no longer with us but he um he's called um Padelis and he sings this fantastic song um called um Ginate and it is really good fun even though some of you might not understand what he's saying it's a really really get going and good vibe tune and very classic for for greece for greek music so we'll probably post it i'll post a link in our um youtube description and obviously on our facebook group i will make sure that we bring out this we can all have a bit of a good time some whoppa moments <laughs> So I just wanted to introduce you to that wonderful artist. So, and we're hoping to do that a little bit more, bringing in some musical vibes to it. Oh, yeah. Seeing as I'm a musician, so um, we're going to start, um, yeah, bringing that in a little bit more for you all. So, with that being said, thank you ever so much for tuning in to us and taking your time to be with us this week. And uh, whatever platform that you are listening to us on, make sure you are subscribed to it and are rating us so more people can find us so that the platforms know that people are interested in what we're doing so then they 
get us out there on the algorithm. And same for here on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, like us and hit that bell. We want to know that you're enjoying everything we're doing because our subscribers are going up. So it's good. It's really good. It's great to know that you're out there and enjoying yeah. it. So no. until next week, folks, take care. Bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs>